I'm Stephanie Ferrer Van Hinkel, and you're watching 110 Football. Well, we couldn't repeat last weekend's road win with another. True, but it was always going to be an uphill battle without Kristen Press in the lineup. And now it looks like we may have Simone Charlie out for a bit. All these injuries are frustrating, obviously, but at least we have a couple weeks off with this international break. Jen Munoz and Jessica Black are here with us to discuss Angel City's 1-0 loss in Seattle, and we'll look ahead to what July might hold. All next on Angels Wear Boots. Amanda Philemon keeping the chair warm for Megan, who was actually in a wedding this weekend. So while she's recovering from that, we'll discuss a tough road loss in the Pacific Northwest. But with me to do so are three amazing co-hosts, and we're going to get to know them now. Obviously, my first one is someone who breaks down the game tactically better than anybody I think I've ever met. We are so thrilled to have you on the show with us today. Jessica Black, my fellow Gooner. How are you doing? I'm good. That was like so nice. Like, <laughs> I was She's like, like who is she talking about? <laughs> definitely. Absolutely. But uh, thank you. Oh, definitely. And again, with me finally back on the set with us, excited to have former Club America star and someone who I wish I would have the chance to raid her closet if she would let me after this. Jen Munoz, welcome back. Thank you so much. That was so sweet. I take great pride in my clothes, but. Always looking for You made my day. Thank you. Absolutely. And last, but definitely not least, someone who her running has gone viral on the internet. And I am so excited that she stopped running just long enough to sit down and break down the matchup with us. We've got Sarah, the pantry Gordon, in the house today. <laughs> Hello. I love the new nickname, the pantry. <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that running that we saw. I didn't know that someone running could go viral like it did, but I'm pretty sure it did because we're all pretty excited to see it happen. Look at that stride. Yeah, I, that I'm form. not sure who went viral, but I was very happy to be out on the field running again, finally, after like four months. <laughs> we are all excited to see that. That just means we are one step closer to getting to see you out on the pitch, and we cannot wait. Hopefully your recovery going well, and you look fantastic as always. Thank you. All right, let's get into it and with the topics that stuck out to us from this weekend's match in hashtag trending. All right, we have to start with the Simone Charlie injury. We need another one like we need another hole in the head, you guys. We don't know the severity, but how do you guys think it affected our gameplay on Saturday? I feel like it definitely, you know, caused a little ruckus. Obviously, already having Kristen Press out, that's a big key player. Everyone is so vital to the game, to the team. But at the same time, I mean, as a player, having those players out, it really just kind of makes you take a step back and kind of, you know, freak out a little bit. But I do think the girls will step up and someone needs to take that accountability and step into the game and be like, okay, I'm going to score a goal. These girls are out, but that's okay because I'm here. I don't yeah. know what you think about yeah, I mean, that. Who's going to do that? That's what we keep talking about. Who's going to step up into that role? You know, if this is an injury, that is something that is going to be a little long term because we don't know. Well, it's, 
let's be real, when it rains, it pours, and it just feels like one thing after another. The first person I thought about when Kristen Press went down was Simone Charlie. Now she's out, now what do we do? So it's gonna be a matter of, I think, maybe just, I don't know, maybe stirring the pot and seeing what else we have there, you know? Um, I know we'll talk about it a little bit later, but, uh, maybe having Paige go back and bring Lucy up, you know, something like that to just shift things around, but maybe a formation change, maybe something, but I'm not sure who can really step in because right now, like we were playing with fast forwards and now we're running out of those quick forwards. So I don't really know what to do. I mean, Freya Coombe has a job on her hands. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't know the severity of the injury and lucky for us, we have an inter international break. So we have some time to try and figure it out. But I think your initial question, how it affects the game. I mean, Kristen Press and Simone Charlie are fast, dynamic, good 1v1. And now, like you said, going with without both of those players, that's a problem. So. I mean, we saw Seattle high pressing. Um, they put in two tens to match with our two sixes. And so they came in hot. They wanted to win the ball up high and go to the goal. And so Simone, you know, for while she was in was kind of our lifeline as far as when we got the ball out, she could attempt to run onto it um, if she could get there. So I think it did affect the game, but we did see the team come back in the second half and actually play much better than the first half, which is great to see. Yeah, well, we hope that it's nothing too bad. I know we looked on the sideline and we saw them tending to her left leg, uh, specifically the ankle foot region. Um, I, you know, I'm in medical. I know if it's anything in that region, it's, you know, it, it could be, it could be bad. It could be something that just needs a couple weeks to heal. But like you guys said, we definitely need someone to step up at this point. Uh, we've been needing, you know, someone powerful up the front. I'm hoping we get some news soon. We've been, it's kind of been out there in the air that something's coming. Now would be the great time to kind of like ease all of our, uh, I guess a little bit of our anxiety around this situation if we could. But yeah, I mean, we just need someone to finish some chances at this point, exactly. don't we? Exactly, we're hoping for the best, but you said it correctly, I think. We need someone to finish. We need, I mean, this past game, we definitely lacked that finishing aspect. I don't know what you think, Jessica. I thought. <laughs> Give us yeah. your thoughts. I mean, it's, it's kind of been a running theme. I mean, we kind of talk about this every week where we do create the chances. Like, it's very few games where I we go through it and I think, oh, wow, I didn't see any chances created. Uh, there was one ball into Lebahan. She had a really good chance, I think, to put it um, into the back of the net and it just went to the keeper. And so I don't know if it's just a matter of like, maybe taking some of the edge off and girls getting comfortable and then so that they can relax in front of goal. But I think we create enough chances to to you know, get a couple of goals, but you know, it's not an abundance of chances to the point where it's like, okay, one is going to go in. So I, I really, I honestly, like, I'm. We talk about the same things kind of every week, so I'm not sure if it's just a matter of keep doing it until the balls go in the back of the net, or you know, maybe we just don't have enough goals in us. I'm not sure. Sarah, what do you think? I mean, I totally agree with you. We do the hard work and yeah. create the chances. <laughs> it's like they're there. We have had one or two goals in that game. I know there were times where Seattle completely outplayed us, but we still had chances that we could have put away. And I know we keep saying this every week and it will come. I mean, I've been on teams. I'm sure you guys have played in games where it's like, you feel like you're getting dominated. You don't have the ball and you don't even have chances. That's not the case here. Even, even if we're not winning possession, like we're still creating chances. So. I think it's time to step away, take a break for a week or so, come back and kind of start fresh because I know these women are capable of finishing these chances and really like finding that next zone that, that we can Agreed. get into. Yeah, and I think it's just unlucky. It's we're unlucky and I feel like we're right there, we're obviously right in front of the goal and that happens in soccer, but at the same time, it's so um, game changing. I mean, we could have easily won, not easily, but we could have won that game with those finished 
chances. And I think moving forward, obviously season isn't over. We're not even halfway through the season, but as the games go on, we need to finish those chances. And I think the girls are obviously aware of that. So I'm not worried, but we do like just having to finish. <laughs> yeah, and um, Nina's in the in the chat saying that um, Ricaro's taking more shots. And maybe it's just a matter of taking more shots so that the percentage goes up that something is likely to go in. And you are seeing that from the girls now, but um, and yeah, you guys make sure you keep with the comments and questions and things like that. We'll answer them a little bit later on in the show. Um, tactics, you know, let's let's get into it. So this is my favorite part of the game, trying to figure out what we were trying to do and if it worked or not. In this game in particular, it kind of felt like we were doing a little short passes and trying to play a possession game. And as you said, Sarah, they were coming on to us and we were kind of um, suffocated by their press and we weren't able to get out. But against, um, Louisville, I felt like we played a little bit of a different game that worked for us, a counterattacking style. Do you think that that's something that maybe we should go back to because we won playing that way? Or do you think it's okay to switch, you know, the way that we do tactics based on the opposition? Well, I feel like it was very difficult, especially in the first half, like I was kind of saying before. Um, this, the disconnection between getting the ball out of our half or our um, defending third and getting it into Savannah McCaskill's feet and into our forward's feet. There was a lot of disconnection at the beginning, I feel like. Um, and like I said, they, that was their plan. They wanted to high press and make it difficult in that way. And they did a great job um, the first half of the game. So I feel like although the game plan did look different, it's always been a game plan of this team to be able to keep the ball when they can. I know that for a fact, like literally the first week of training, we're doing rondos, small-sided 5v2s because, you know, we want to keep this ball in small spaces. So that's always been a thing, but it's true in the Louisville game, like we were playing very direct and we were so dangerous and it's more fun to watch selfishly. Like it's really fun to watch that kind of soccer. <laughs> and during the game, I mean, when the girls are on the field, do you guys talk about amongst yourselves kind of like changing the way you're playing or is it kind of whatever? Well, here's the thing, the obviously, like, I have never played a game because I right. was here before. But in my experience in the past, of course, like, you obviously go in with a set of goals and a way you want to play, and so does the other team. So, of course, being a pro, part of that is being able to change small things on the go on the field with each other, of course. Yeah. Speaking of that and being able to adapt that quickly in the field, I mean, we have to see a lot of our players doing this during their games because they're switching positions so much, it seems like. We have people that are starting in the defense that end up as forwards or starting in the mid that are moving up. How difficult is that to do? Well, I think that for Tyler Lucy, she's done a great job at outside back. For someone who's never played the position, like that's pretty damn good, if I can say damn, sorry. Oh, I just said it twice. <laughs> but um, also she was going against Rapino um, and Rapino is one of the most veteran, smart, crafty players you're ever gonna go against. And you know that Rapino knew exactly what she was going against. So we saw at times that, I mean, it's great to see Tyler be switched um, up front because that's where she's comfortable, that's where she's dangerous, and you love to see that. But you know, Rapino, she knew in her head, she was like, I know that Tyler Lucy can defend me because she's just a solid player. But as far as like, she doesn't know all the little defensive things about where to be. So we saw Rapino kind of make that run in behind, in between, you know, her and the center back a few times because Rufino's smart like that. So um, I, I love to see Tyler get some minutes up front and be where she's most comfortable and dangerous. 
Well, speaking of that, I mean, I think that's a really good segue into, you know, Paige Nielsen comes on in the 73rd minute. She plays in a defensive role and Tyler Lucy moves up the pitch. Is that maybe the answer to our situation with Simone Charlie getting another fast forward? I mean, it might be nice for, you know, there to be another forward there. And I know we can't, you know, it's, it's an in-house solution, but maybe it's the right one bringing Lucy back up top. Is that something that you guys think would, would stick or do you anticipate Tyler Lucy continuing on as a fullback? I mean, we're running out of options up front, unfortunately. So, I mean, she is a good player to have up top. I do like her there. I think she knows that role really well. And I do like Paige in the back. And if we've got her, I really enjoyed seeing Hammond back there. I thought she did a really solid job. And then, of course, with Reed and Riley, I think that's a good back line to have with what we have right now. And pushing Tyler up to the front, I like to see up there. I enjoyed seeing her and the shot she was not afraid to take in the Challenge Cup. I think that's what we're lacking is, is taking those shots. I think people want to see that. Um, I want it to be smart football. I don't want them just going out there and throwing something up and hoping it goes in. I want it to be smart. Um, but I, I think putting her up there, maybe more consistently, um, there will be more smart football being made um, at her feet. And I feel like Paige Nielsen, she's a vet in this league. Like I've seen her do incredible things at both center back and outside back. Obviously she's coming off injury. She did not perform her best against Louisville, but she just needs to get back into her form and into her flow. And I, of course, want to see her on the field because I think she is a solid player. Yeah, and I think the more time she gets, the more rhythm she'll get with herself and with everyone else as well. And I just think like the versatility of all the players is so key right now, especially with all of the injuries so far. Yeah. So I think with the more playing time and more rhythm, then it'll be fine. I mean, look at what Paige has done. Like her first game kind of back into the fold. She had to play against Jess McDonald. Then she turned right around and played against Rapino. Like those are two very difficult players to play up against. And her, her growth from the first game, which obviously coming back off, like you said, injury into the next game, I thought she did a really good job. And so for me, I'd like to see her keep her place. And then you can add Lucy up into the in, in top and, and give some more threat up top. I think that when you have somebody that can stretch defenses and run, you know, past a defender, you're more threatening. And I, personally, I'd like to see, you know, Angel City maybe draw the team in with those little passes and then just pop it over the top, you know, run them down, press them a little bit, do something different because right now possession is really not our thing when we don't have, um, you know, maybe the strength to do it right now because we're missing too many pieces. Yeah. I mean, especially in the midfield too, I feel like we're a little disconnected and obviously, Personally, I think the midfield is just kind of like the heart of the team. When the midfield is disconnected, that just really leaves a lot of spaces and gaps. And I think we saw that a lot in the last game. Yeah, 100%. I feel like at times, and we kind of said this earlier, I, I feel like our back line is dropping when they could be holding the space a little bit and it's creating a huge gap. And then our sixes kind of have to de decide, are we dropping with them or are we going to keep the, you know, stop the gap from happening? And obviously it's great to see the six staying with the back line and staying connected because that keeps the ball out of the back of the net. That keeps chances, you know, from happening. But I just like to see the team a little bit more compact. And I think that will come with time. Um, and like I said, like 15,000 times now, I know I already said this, but <laughs> Seattle's match two tens to our two sixes to Carrie and Danny. And that makes it so difficult for them. You know, we saw at times they weren't really playing forward and it was difficult for them to turn and kind of play that next pass. And that was their game plan. I know I've said that like a thousand but, times. Okay. Now, now that you say that, it makes more sense because if they're gonna, if teams are gonna press onto our sixes like that and make it difficult for us to play out, then you have to rely upon Hammond and Reed to be 
your playmakers from the back. So if you smush the lines together and stay back a little bit more, you draw them in and then you have the space to go in behind them. Okay, but think and about it. Works. it. They, okay, so if you watch the way that Seattle lined up on goal kicks, they were forcing it to Madison Hammond. Yeah. And they it kind of they were forcing into out their nines and they she kind of had to play with her left foot. And I feel like that's one of the things you see that, okay, our center back is getting the ball on her left foot. It's her weak foot. And she doesn't really seem like she has that many options. So that's when you go in at halftime and you say, yeah. you know, hey, this is what's happening. How can we fix this? We need more movement on this side. You know, we, it kind of seems like some of that was done at halftime because it was better in the second half, mm -hmm. but she was getting isolated, Madison. And it kind of seemed like she didn't really have that many forward options. You know, she once in a while could find Savannah or um, a six, but, when she does find a six, then we need the six to move the ball up instead of playing it right back to where they to Madison, where Seattle wants them to play. Yeah, I definitely think the change of the <laughs> change of field is was needed to be a lot, you know, more impactful. Yeah. I feel like um, as the ten and the six, when you're so overwhelmed with constant pressure, you have no movement. There is no yeah. movement, and you try to, and they're right there. And they did such a good job doing that. Yeah, they did. I mean, but I don't, I don't blame them. I mean, yeah. if you saw OL Rain like the way that they were pressing, they were suffocating them and. At that point, you just want to keep the ball. And when you're under that kind of pressure, you tend to see more of the opposition than you do your own players. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to find somebody. So it makes a lot of sense, but there has to be an outlet and there has to be a way to go forward and release your forwards. So hopefully that's something that they work on. But if I'm the next team that like, teams are going to see that and see that that's a weakness. So it has to be kind of taken care of or else yeah. We're going to be suffocated the rest of the season. But also, that's a fact. Like, when you're under pressure, you see opponents everywhere. Like, there's yeah. times where I <laughs> yeah. pass the ball away in a game, and then I watch film, and I'm like, there was no one open, and then the film <laughs> There's, like, like, three. They like, were definitely yeah. wide open. Well, that's why when you're watching it, you think it's so easy, because you can see all the angles. Exactly. They can't see that when they're on the field. Like, they don't see it like that. So, yeah, I don't blame them. I just think right. it's something that needs yeah. to be worked out. Yeah, well, you guys are talking about all these numbers, and um, for someone like myself, I'm going to talk about people. Danny and Carrie, we were talking about them earlier. If you had to pick one of them to push up more forward, who would you like to see up there? I know Carrie does have a tendency to take more of those shots, and Danny seems to be more that holding mid situation. Um, do we want to see Carrie up there taking more shots? Of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think that <laughs> as I mean, as a midfielder, I feel like you want to, you know, you need someone that just like kind of take takes risks with those long range shots or the short range shots. I feel like as the games go on, she's gonna be more confident and she has a cannon. So yeah. she should take advantage of that. <laughs> I love watching her on the ball. She always seems like she's just got a whole lot going on <laughs> and just like, I don't know, she's got somewhere to be and everything. And then sometimes yeah. like someone like Press just seems like she's always just moving the ball around and already knows what she's gonna do with it. So it's fun just watching all the different players out there doing things their own way. And, uh, and I just learned a whole lot just now from all of you. <laughs> and so that was a lot of fun. Um, but you know what? Let's turn our attention to something a little more positive, and that's another edition of the Class of 22, where we ask Angel City players ridiculous and or thought-provoking questions. And guess what? This week's, if you could attend any concert throughout history, what would it be? Ooh. Wow, um, I automatically thought Queen. Queen. Michael Jackson. I would say Biggie Smalls or Tupac. TLC. Yeah, it would be the Beatles. I don't know, I'd probably say like Drake just because he has so many well-known songs. Add Garth Brooks. I saw him twice and he's incredible. Well, I was supposed to go to a Miley Cyrus concert, but I forget why she canceled it or I couldn't go. 
So maybe I'd want to go back to that. I want to see Bob Marley. That's so hard. And don't say Dua Lipa because you're going. I'm going to Dua. I feel like a Linkin Park concert would be so fun. I would probably want to go more like Shakespeare. Like a Globe Theater Shakespeare. I want to say Britney. But I might just say Britney pre-2003. Britney Spears. <laughs> because I have answered about Britney Spears every single station. You know, I think sports and concerts are probably where I spend most of my money anyways. If I'm not at one, I'm at the other for entertainment. So for me, if I had to answer that question, 100% would be Queen, Freddie Mercury. To me, the greatest frontman in rock and roll history. Yeah, that would be the one that I'd want to see. Um, I'm, I'm looking back on, on who across, if, if, no, if they're not here anymore. So, But I think anybody, what do you guys think? Who would you like to see? Um, <laughs> a lot of no a lot of people. Said, she's like, um, a lot of people said Britney, and I feel like I'm kind of in that realm. So I'm actually gonna go in sync. Never got to see them, but I love them. I'm not gonna lie. Damn. I feel like Good they one. could still dance. Like just just do a little something, something. You know, so I would choose in sync. I think absolutely. Okay, I love these questions because I love music, but I would choose probably Mac Miller. R.I.P. Mac Miller. Not that he's watching, but I mean, um, I, I love Mac Miller, and I think that he's just great, and it's unfortunate that I never got to see him in concert, but what about you, Sarah? Um, I would say Beyonce, or maybe like Destiny's Child, since we're doing throwbacks mm. and showing our age out here, or maybe <laughs> Michael Jackson. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I love that. Three. It's a good one. I can pick three, yeah. right? You, you know, they always say that you should uh, go to the concert if you have a chance, because you just never know. I mean, there's so many concerts that... I could have gone to. I'm like, I'll see him next time, and we may not have that opportunity. So go to see the concert. Anybody listening, if you want to see it, this is your permission to do it. All right, so we haven't played this next game in a while. <laughs> it's essentially our version of fill in the blank, and it's time to look ahead a little bit into the future with Tap In Merchant. All right, so a graphic will pop up with a fill in the blank statement, and we will write our answers on the whiteboard. On the count of three, we will all reveal our answer. Everybody understand? I'm ready. All right, let me grab mine. <laughs> I wasn't listening. Nice. Just write our answer. Like, Hi, Mom. <laughs> we'll turn them over at the same time. Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> All right, the fourth official. Oh, yeah. Nope, that's it. Where's the graphic at? <laughs> What's the topic? The international break most benefits blank. <laughs> oh, that one. Wait, what are the answers? Whatever you put. You your fill own, in the your blank. Own like with a team or like a person? Whatever you want. I'm ready. Oh my god. I have no idea what you Don't write. copy mine. No, I just need help. You're cheating. No cheating. I just don't know what to write. Think. Whatever you want. <laughs> just love Jen's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I feel like I failed this one bad. It's okay. Everyone gets A's. I don't have an answer. <laughs> Do a smiley face. <laughs> okay, that's what I was going to write. Freya. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice. So we've got the whole team. We've got Freya, Angel City, ACFC. Wait, but I was confused because I didn't know if we were doing anything in the league or there, why is, the I didn't do the same as everybody. I said Freya because That's she, right. Well, explain okay. to us. Freya. Let's talk about that. Why do you think this uh, benefits Freya the most? Explain oh, to I her. don't have an eraser. 
Oh, here, you can have mine. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> yeah, um, I think it benefits her because she she needs some time to maybe think of a new formation or a new way of play, maybe kind of do some, like, do a review on what she's seen over this kind of early period and, and try to figure out how we can improve. So I think this will benefit her because she can think of some more, like, some some new things to, to try with the... Or with get the a new player. Well, you know, and that's why I said the whole team as well. That I'm talking about from the coaching staff on way down. I mean, Freya needs options. The players need breaks. So I, I think the whole team is going to benefit from this, and I'm hoping that something comes out of this as well. Uh, yeah. Do you want to add anything to why yeah. you feel that as well? I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. I think every player needs a spa day right now. I think that, um, especially with all the injuries too, there's a lot of things going on. So girls have a spa day, just relax, um, come back get your mind ready. It's always good to get your mind off soccer, by the way, and then just come back and go for it again. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? Exactly. Megan is um, saying she's so upset that she's not there for this game <laughs> because <laughs> what is going on? I don't know, Megan. I've been asking. Nobody <laughs> told me what's going on. <laughs> oh my God, we don't know. We're trying to figure out as well. All right, let's go to the next fill in the blank. All right. The international break least benefits blank. Great question. Got it, got it, got it. What are you writing? Oh, I'm glad somebody has one. Least benefits. Yeah, I could be really messing this up, but that's cool. But why? <laughs> Can I copy yours? I think that's a great <laughs> Okay, so this is, this is my answer. Uh, it's mine too. We tried to throw me off my swivel. Just... I have no idea. I'm with her answer. Oh my gosh, she's so <gasps> Wait, twins! Twins! <laughs> Okay, so let me explain my answer since everybody has the same answer. So I said Gilles because she's going to be going on international duty with Canada. And, of course, like, it's a big honor to play for your country. But, like, for us, Angel City, like, we need her in tip-top shape. Last thing you want is for her to have more minutes in her legs after suffering a, some little, like, injuries here and there. So I do think it least benefits Gilles in the context of Angel City. You know, for her, it's probably great. But, like, I'd prefer her sitting down. Sure. You know, resting. Yeah, resting. Didn't June get a call up too? June Endo got called up and Swaby got called up as well too. All of them. All so, of them. All of them. At all least, of Ellie. Ellie so it, Betty. it technically least benefits Angel City also, the international break, because our players are going to be utilized. They're going to have some more time on their legs. And at this point, we need them to rest. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, but I think it, I mean, this is just something that's always gone on. And I feel like these players are used to get going away, going to camps, and it makes them sharper because Agreed. you're with the best players in your country. So getting so many times. I mean, obviously it's hard for Vanessa. She's coming, um, she's obviously coming off this slight injury. So we'll see what happens with that. But I don't know who made these questions. I know, it's I a, know. It was a hard one. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. Oh, what, do you want, what are we talking about? All right, we're ready. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if Charlie remains out, McCaskill should play blank. Oh. Wow. My handwriting is wow. Oh, it's getting worse. 
Uh-uh, someone's cheating up here. I, I'm, just, I'm just trying to <laughs> think of everybody out there. who's on my team because right. my brain just like stop. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Nice. I mean, I love her at the 10. I think she's a great 10. I love her at the 10. I think she's <laughs> She is a great 10. She's a great 10, she's and a, I feel like... Yeah. I know something you guys do. Oh, she's, oh, she's no. answering this question based on you know private what? information that she can't share with us. That's well, like, happening. don't tell anyone. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But I just, I think she's a great 10. I she's have seen time. her play the Spill nine. Spill the tea. Spill the tea. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, well, I just want to give a little, can I just say, like, subtract one and get nine, maybe? I think she could play up there. She you know? could, for sure. Absolutely. Have, like, I don't know, Lucy running on the other side. I don't know. You ruined it, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> That's but true. I mean, McCaffrey has a great creator of yeah, plays. Exactly. Like, what kind of night did you see her as a Like a, a false nine. I mean, like a false yeah, nine. false nine. Yeah. But she's definitely a true 10. Yeah. But she's a true all-around 10. Yeah. But I also think she's somebody that has probably the best finishing boots mm -hmm. at the moment in the team. Like, she's somebody I want as close to the net as possible. She's right. so technical. So, yeah, she's yeah. so good. Yeah. She's great to watch. Um, we are so lucky to have her in whatever position she does end up in. So that's, uh, I don't think there's a wrong answer to that question, to be honest. So, all right, one more. There's definitely a wrong answer. <laughs> Wait, goalkeeper? <laughs> Your ideal player addition would be blank. Like anyone in the world? <laughs> anyone in the world. Oh. Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> oh, I should change mine. I am, but mine, oh. Okay, I'm sorry. My bad, my bad, my bad. Can I put two? There are no rules. <laughs> Sarah, <laughs> we miss you. Mine says Lindsay Horan or Sam Kerr. I think Sam obviously Sam Curry, scores yes. a lot of goals, but like so I just think like logistically thing. when we have our full lineup, I don't see how it would make sense to have both Sam and Kristen. So I guess it's not that realistic. But I would also love Lindsay Horan because having someone in the midfield to be like crazy with dictating play would be would be great. Yeah. And <laughs> obviously, Sarah, we miss you, but I see in the chat, Daniel T said, Jesse Flamaine, I think, mm -hmm. agreed, 100%. She's a baller, and I think she'd be a great addition to the team. Thickety Wicked says, Tina Fey. Tina Fey. Thanks, Thickety Wicked. You guys know who Tina Fey is? Tina Fey. The comedian? Yeah. The, okay. The actress. The actress, <laughs> Tina Fey? Perfect. Anyone without injury, Cindy, I feel you. Oh, right. Can we just stop saying the word injury? All right, you guys, right. so we're going to <laughs> hop into the viewers' comments and questions. Obviously, you guys are super active in the chat. We really appreciate that. So this is the time to get your questions into the chat so that we can go ahead and answer. Um, let's see, what's what's here? What's here for us? We have a lot of comments right a now. Lot of a comments. lot of questions. I think somebody um, on social media had asked uh, if there was any update on press. I mean, obviously, we know she tore her ACL. Um, hopefully, she's in good spirits. I know she did solicit people to send her cute puppy pictures and all the thoughts and prayers. So hopefully, you guys are doing that. <laughs> do we have any other questions in the chat, or do you? I've... 
Yo, I don't understand Wait. why my cholesterol is in this chat because I was eating in and out the other day. And let me tell you, multiple people messaged me and were like, I thought you had high cholesterol. Like, the cholesterol you police. Out. Can oh you believe gosh. it? Yeah, I, I remember. That's not the first time I've heard that. So that's why I'm a little curious on, on why that's a topic of conversation. Also, um, I have a question. What is, wait. if God didn't make it, it, if God didn't make it, it don't take it, Dr. Sebi? What is that? <laughs> so God Dr. Sebi is like a, um, a, like a strict, like vegan, like and like does like a lot of holistic healing and stuff. So mm -hmm. if God didn't make it, don't take it, you know. This is but a good question. <laughs> Someone put Katoto as a player to get, and that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm on that <laughs> train. All right, that's a good question, and uh, I think we were going to talk oh. about it a little earlier. Um, the Yummy clear. Man. Oh, what, sorry. What are you looking at? Yummy Man says, uh, "Do you feel Angel City is a playoff team this season?" What do you guys think about that? Do you think that we're still early enough in the season where we can pull ourselves together, we can heal from this international break, and we can still make a good run for the playoffs? I mean, we are in sixth position right yeah. now. We are in the playoffs technically. What are your guys' thoughts on the team and how you think it's going to look after this break? Yeah, I mean, we're not even halfway done with the season, I think. Not that we're just starting, but we're going to get momentum, rhythm after rhythm, and For sure. I'm not worried. We're, yeah. If there. we weren't a playoff team, though, it wouldn't be, like, devastating or anything like that because it's, they're just, Everything is just so new and so fresh. So I would say, like, for a new club like Angel City, if they didn't make the playoffs, it wouldn't be surprising. Um, but equally, it wouldn't be disappointing either. Such a new new team. Yeah, I agree. No, I think it is. It's way too early to see. I mean, we've done some good things. I think this break is good. Let's go back. Let's look at some things and find out, okay, how can we come out of this stronger, get a rhythm going, which is something I don't know that we've actually gotten yet. But we have all the parts there. I think currently that if everyone's healthy that can play the rest of the season, I think that we definitely shouldn't worry about that. Um, all right. This is a good question. The lack of rotation is aggravating. Is there a benefit gained from playing the same core 11 to 13 players for a full 90 every single match that benefits a brand new team over an established team? I mean, absolutely. There's always a benefit for that continuity and that chemistry that you build for having the same people out there um, every single game. So I do think there's a benefit. There's, But there's pros and cons to everything. You know, when you don't rotate, then you have, you know, players that are kind of out in the cold. They, they haven't really, um, they didn't, they're not really a part of the team. So when you bring them in, it's a little bit, you know, when you have substitutions, you yeah. see them come in and then things kind of change a little bit. So I think there's pros and cons to everything. But I just, I feel like, I, under, I can understand why Freya Kuma is sticking with the same group, but equally, this is a, again, this is a really good time with Gilles out, with Kristen out, to get some of those other girls in, um, introduced into the side. So pros and cons to everything. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, there was another question. Uh, would Mia Hamm consider coming out of retirement? What do you guys think about that? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I mean, yeah. she's Realistically, her no. life. <laughs> How many score? How many goals would she score if she were in the league right now? I mean, ten years ago, probably like. Right now, right now. as she is. I haven't I seen know. How, you know how, how fit you are. Right, I haven't seen her skills lately, but I'm sure she would dig out a few goals. Yeah, of course, she's a legend. <laughs> she is a legend, definitely. I mean, I think we'd all be excited to see her out on the field. Um, again, we keep getting this question: expected signings in the coming weeks. Should we? I. I 
I think we should get some. Are we going to get them, though, is the question. I mean, is there anybody here that, uh, you know, wants to weigh in on that? No? Anybody? Uh, I'm looking at the last comment, dying laughing. People say <laughs> nothing is impossible, but I do nothing every day. I, just, <laughs> I feel that. I'm inspired. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if we're going to get the answer to the question around the signings. I think we'll no. just kind of have to wait and see. But Brian Chua has a question about with the injuries um, and the players on call, who would be your X factor from the roster right now? I guess if you could choose one person, who do you think is going to, like, step up and shine right. and all that kind of stuff? So um, what do you think, Jen? I think Ricaro. I think she is just getting, I don't know, I'm a big fan of her. I think that she, although, yes, we did lose and obviously we didn't play the best, but I, I don't know, she's doing her job and, I mean, as everyone is as well, but I, I don't know, I'm a big fan of those, like, long-range shots and I think that that helps with confidence. I mean, as a player, I think the more good you do, the, I mean, it's going to keep coming, so I think her. I've been a big fan of Savannah McCaskill from the beginning. I, I've enjoyed watching her. I think she's tough. I, I think she's uh, not afraid to, to get in there. And uh, she's definitely taken some players out when she's making those runs. I mean, she's a hard girl to take down. And when she shoots the ball, I mean, she definitely does it with some conviction. And I like that. Um, I would love to see her step up and, and see what she can do. I, I think she's definitely capable of it. Um, is there anybody on the team that you think uh, is it can step up and kind of you know, be an X factor right now? I feel like um, I could see Paige Nielsen as she gets more minutes really, I mean, being a vet and bringing just the mentality of knowing how to bring the team together and lead from the back and just seeing what she can do. I, I think that she could um, be a great leader going forward. We see her get some more minutes. Nice. Yeah, she did a great job. Um, I think we did like seeing her coming in and uh, hopefully we see more of her back there and kind of open up the front of our line for players like Lucy again. One last question from LAFCB says, um, how close are you, Miss Golden, to coming back? Gordon. 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 Who's Miss Gordon? Golden? I said, I saw Golden. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Maybe because you're, you're Golden. But you right are kind of Golden right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, that glow. I am not as close as you think I am because you've seen me running on the field. So <laughs> I still have a, some, some time. I'm like 16 weeks out of surgery and it's really like eight to nine months. So. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know if I can this season. I don't know. I don't know, guys. I Patience don't know. is key. No be worries. patient, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> when Jason when she's <laughs> ready, she'll be ready. Injuries are not something we want to rush. I mean, I know we would love to all see you out there, but I don't want you out on that pitch a second before you're ready. Right. Absolutely. All right? Because yeah. we want to keep you once you're there. Exactly. Okay? Don't leave. All right, so the fourth official has raised their board, so you know what that means. It's stoppage time. And Jen, can you lead Ooh. us off? Of course. So my stoppage time is about kind of just a huge, more than deserved spotlight to Haley Rosen, the CEO and founder of Just Women Sports. Um, it's self-explanatory in the title itself. Um, Just Women Sports is a platform, obviously about women's sports, but I recently watched her TED Talk. Um, she really emphasized three things on how to improve women's sports. One of them, or two of them are self-explanatory. It's marketing and investment. We need more of that. Um, she talked about how just having women's sports on TV is the bare minimum, and I cannot agree more. And lastly, most importantly, it really opened up my eyes to um, what she said. She said that women's sports needs to, be, needs to stop being looked at as a charity and more like the NFL, the MLB, um, it's a huge topic right now, and I think that it can't, yes, so we need to support women's soccer, but that 
is so, I mean, it's, it's a given. Mm -hmm. At the same time, I think that um, she mentioned how um, it's growing, yes, but at the same time, the women's soccer or women's soccer and women's sports in general, we're role models, yes, it's a given, but at the same time, let's look at the stats on the field as well, just like we you know, give the same type of eyes to the men. It's all about what you do on and off the field. And she does a really better job explaining, obviously, in that TED Talk, but I really recommend watching it. It really opened my eyes to um, just how people see women's sports, how I see women's sports now, and I'm really excited to go forward um, with not only you guys as well, but there's the women's sports in, in our world right now. So watch the TED Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. No, yeah, so my um, stoppage time is about women making big, bold moves to, you know, I guess, chase their dreams and play the sport when they feel like doing it. And I guess seeing somebody like Olivia Moultrie, who is playing for the Portland Thorns, I just thought to myself, like, this is somebody who is 13 when she first started playing professionally and then 16 playing for the NWSL. And you would think that somebody who's 16 years old would look out of place. She looks absolutely like she's supposed to be there. And I just really appreciate seeing women of all ages taking their own like their own career in their own direction and doing things their own way without asking any questions and breaking the mold. You don't always have to go to college first. You can go straight into professional. You can go to college later. And I'm not, I'm not an advocate for like not going to college, obviously, because I went, but it's just about doing things your own way. It's not just her, it's Trinity Rodman, it's Lindsay Horan, it's Jordan Heidema, it's Mallory Pugh. And when you listen to those names, I mean, these are big, big players in the game right now. And so what you can see is that you can pave your own way, no matter what you wanna do. If you wanna go to school and leave early, if you wanna go to school, go all the way. If you wanna just go straight out of high school, do your thing. Because women are paving their own way and they're doing their own thing. And we no longer have to ask questions. You know, we do whatever we want. And I just absolutely love it. Um, Olivia Moultrie just, by the way, one goal and two assists in five matches at 16 years old. Anybody can do it. <laughs> oh, well, I love that women are able to choose their own path. And if your path actually includes college, then you have to be a big fan of Title IX. And that's what I want to talk about in my stoppage time. June 23rd is going to be the 50th anniversary of Title IX. And 37 words changed the landscape of women's sports for the last 50 years. And those 37 words go as follows. No person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be excluded from participation in, be denied the benefits of, or be subjected to discrimination under any education program or activity receiving federal financial assistance. Now, this was never originally supposed to be about sports. It was actually education because women, before Title IX was enacted, they were not treated fairly when it came to education, especially in college. There were colleges back then that had a quota of only two women, meaning when they had two enrollees that were accepted, they didn't have to accept anyone else. Or if your grades were not as good as a guy's, you would not definitely get in. They would actually demand that you have better grades to get in. And there are all these stipulations that came into play with education. And thankfully in the law, the word activity was placed in there. And because of that word, it made it necessary that if a federal funded institution 
uh, had to provide equal benefits for sports as well. So over the last 50 years, we have come a long way with sports. I know when I grew up, I played sports. I didn't think twice about the fact that people 20 years before me, they didn't have that same option, unfortunately. They weren't, they weren't allowed to do it. For some reason, they thought that we weren't physically capable of playing in sports. Women had to like steal their way into marathons because they didn't think we could run. There were so many things that were unequal when it came to women's sports that Title IX is making so many strides. And we're still a long way away from where we need to be. If we started at zero with funding for women's sports, we're at about 40% right now, which is pretty good considering where we were, but we have a long way to go. And to be honest, I think at the end of the day, the shift is in how women are now viewed in sports. They can be broadcasters, they can be record holders, they can do whatever they want to do. But what we need to do is we need to give them respect no matter what they study, what they play, what they teach. Whether they're gay, straight, bisexual, transgender, it doesn't matter because Title IX was never about women's sports. It was actually about more than that. And if you watch or play sports today, you know that as well. So let's celebrate the fact that we've come a long way in the last 50 years, but let's also do what we can do to keep that needle moving forward for at least the next 50 years because I want to see women play sports. I want to see them take ownership for it. And Title IX has helped us get to where we're at now, thankfully. So we can sit here and talk to you about sports. Love it. That was really good. Thank you. Okay. Well, that was really inspiring. Actually, all of your stuff is inspiring. <laughs> Mine's a little bit less inspiring. But um, what I wanted to talk about today, guys, was the NWSL schedule. And the reason I want to talk about this is because I was sick to my stomach to hear that Kristen Press, as well as a former teammate of mine, Kayla Sharples, both tore their ACLs in the same weekend. It's just devastating to hear. And I feel like those are only two on a long list of season ending injuries. And I'm not at all talking about myself because mine was even before the season started. But that's why I want to talk about the NWSL schedule because I feel, um, you know, they added more games to the Challenge Cup at the beginning of the season. Um, the season last year was longer than it ever had been. And of course, there's friendlies in between in the summer. Um, it's just gotten really brutal. And I feel like the argument has always been, well, over in Europe, you know, they have a long schedule, they're doing similar things. But I just don't think that we can compare those two things because we play a whole different type of soccer here. I feel like we play very transitional soccer. So I kind of have a problem with the NWSL schedule because I, I don't like how long the list of, is of season ending injuries. Um, I think it's a problem that the Challenge Cup has winning incentives. So you have players, you know, playing a lot of minutes early in the season to try and win um, the $10,000 bonus or whatever the bonuses may be. And I feel like those bonuses should be towards whoever wins the shield, which is the season. Um, it's just too much too fast. And I think it's resulting in injuries. And we've seen the NFL and the NBA kind of deal with how can we stop all of our players from, from going through these vigorous injuries and have adjusted their schedules. So I think it's time to really sit down and do the same, whether that is move the Challenge Cup, make it shorter. It was really long this year. Change the incentives, whatever it is. You know, players are assets and we want to reduce injuries as much as we can. So I hope possibly going next year, uh, going into next year, the NWSL can review the schedule and change things a little bit. Yeah, I've heard a lot of conversation about the Challenge Cup and if people like it or dislike it. So I was kind of curious on your thoughts on that, because again, you know, they're coming into this competition kind of guns and blazing, ready to go, because like you said, there's an incentive there. And, you know, I don't know that that is a great idea. I mean, I, I'd love to know the incidence of injury this season uh, compared to prior to the Challenge Cup. 
um, I would like to see that stat. So that'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe they can consider just putting the Challenge Cup somewhere else in the schedule, like yeah. maybe at the end of the season. The very end. Yeah. For sure. At the very end or something, but yeah. Well, Sarah, we may be inspiring to you, but just so you know, you are inspiring to us, so. Yeah. So, yes, girl. <laughs> so excited for you. <laughs> all right. Well, a reminder that all 110 football shows are available in audio-only formats wherever you get your podcasts. Just search 110 football and you'll find Angels Wear Boots and LASC 360. 110 football's content continues on Sunday when LAFC hosts New York Red Bulls and at the bank. Connor, Vince, Philly, and Scarf will be with you all at 11.30 a.m. for the tailgate pregame show and immediately after for the instant reaction postgame. Then next Monday, we're right back here at, for LAFC 360 and this fabulous show. All right, guys. Awesome. You know what time it is. Much like the crazy ant that uh, you guys might uh, hand off uh, kids to uh, and not sure if they know what they're doing, but you know they'll get them through it unscathed and hopefully have a good time at the end of the day. I hope you guys all had a good time with me Wait, here. Wait, we have one thing left. Oh, no. What do we got to do? Well, maybe you guys have seen the latest <laughs> viral TikTok challenge, the tortilla challenge. Well, we're about to see some people hit each other with tortillas. It's about to get real exciting. Who it is. Let's try to get past Stay, stay. So those were June and Steph, my lovely teammates. Um, but now we're about to see Jen and Amanda hit each other with some tortillas. Who is the winner? Let's let's see it happen here. Oh my god. If we have a winner. <laughs> we're all lost. I think Jessica's face says it all. Weak <laughs> slaps. Weak. Big weak. Yeah, I apologize for those weak slaps. Oh, uh, you know, it. look, that first lap was, I, it sounded really brutal. And honestly, yeah. I was afraid. I didn't know if it hurt. And I didn't want to be, I didn't want to look like a bully. I was trying to go easy. I'm so sorry. It also, was... to be fair, our producer gave you guys corn tortillas because he actually wanted you to injure each other. <gasps> so he could have done flour, but he went corn. Ballad point. Yeah. Jason, come on. Corn. I was going to say, flour tortillas seem so much softer. These corn tortillas, I think I got exfoliated on one side of my face. Spa day. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, I hope you guys all enjoyed that. Uh, I know we did. I've really enjoyed sitting down with all three of you. Thank you again for all of your lovely insights. Again, I always learn so much from all of you. <laughs> the best Thank part of my day. Hosting. You did a really good job. Thank yeah, you so job. much, guys. We don't need Megan anymore. <laughs> We miss you, fired. Megan. <laughs> Please come back, Megan. <laughs> Follow 110 Football and subscribe to this channel.